podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. The reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. Let me say that again. Purpose. The reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. You know, during our lives, the day-to-day process of what happens this junction can arrive on more than one occasion when we ask the question, what am I here for? What am I here for? And also, what can I possibly do? What can I possibly do? When change arrives, we, if we're not careful, I guess, can immediately ask the question for what our purpose is in all of what is happening. What is my purpose? I was speaking with a friend um, earlier in the week, and even though their whole outlook on life has changed because of circumstances that have presented themselves, this friend maintains an absolute steadfast approach to the very fact that God has got a purpose and a plan in their life. Their life is so different from what it used to be, and I mean a long way off from where it used to be because of things that have come in. But they haven't lost sight of what God is doing, and they have not lost sight of their own purpose, their God-given purpose. My friend is a Christian and knows that God has everything in control. But I'd argue today for us that there's one thing saying that and there's a, a very different thing living that. You know, I can say God has got everything in control, but then to really rest on that when everything seems completely out of control, is a whole different thing altogether. Our desires sometimes, and our own plans, don't match up with what's happening on the day-to-day. And we can question then if God has still got a purpose for us, if God has still got a plan for us, or maybe he's given up hope on you. There was one thing that stuck with me out of the conversation, and it was the approach to what happens on a day-to-day. Again, restricted in what they can and can't do because of things that have come into their life. But every day is approached with, okay, God, what are we doing today? What is your plan today? Oh, what an outlook. What an outlook. Because naturally, when things aren't seemingly what we expect them to be, my outlook, maybe you're the same, 
My outlook can be, God, we need to change these circumstances. We need to change this situation. God, if you just do this, then we'll be able to do this. And there's a, there's a big thing that creeps in there that almost makes out as though I know best. I don't know whether you're the same, but there are often times where I think, and it's subconscious, I've never verbally say, I could do a better job. But subconsciously, I, I try to make decisions or think what's best for the next steps ahead. And I forget that there's a purpose and a plan far bigger and far greater than I have got my eye on. God is in the business of making a purpose and a plan for our life. He knows what's best. And my friend is in a position where they know, even in the very day-to-day -day when things don't seem great, that God's got it. Now, I would argue then that that is spiritual maturity. That that's spiritual maturity because I'm sure and I'm certain that God has got it. Paul said in Philippians chapter 4, he says to rejoice always. In fact, he repeats himself. He says, again, I say rejoice. He says rejoice always. Again, I say it, rejoice. Explaining then, as he moves through those verses, how he's learned to be content in whatever situation he finds himself in. Not content with you know, A, B, C or D, but absolutely content that God's in control so I can cope with A, B, C or D. I'm absolutely sure that God's got it. He's got a plan and he's got a purpose and I just need to hunker down, the word says to us, under the shadow of his wing. I'm safe and I'm secure. He's in control. And ultimately then, Philippians 4.13 tells us, that he can do all things through Christ who strengthens him. The question is today for us, can you declare that from your heart and say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Whatever tomorrow brings into my day, whatever happens, I know that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's spiritual maturity. Paul had learned it. And he, he's, he's recording it so that we can say, okay, where are we sitting today when everything doesn't seem like it's going to plan? There's a real example for us there, as Paul has shown, of spiritual maturity. But the question is for you and I today, and, and sorry if you didn't think the spotlight was going to be on you. It is. It's on all of us. What about us? What about you? Where do we sit in these moments? So much change, so much anxiety, and that's fair because it is an anxious time. So much restriction has also come into place. And it would be considered odd to not be asking for change, for us to go back to the way things were. Naturally, that's what our desire is. Lord, I want everything to be the same as it was. The question is, is that God's plan? Is that God's purpose? 
And the answer to that, well, we have to be in line and we have to wait and we have to see. You see, there is a thing that we can do which is very different that says, Lord, if we could go back to the way things were, we could do so much more. Have you, have you had that in your heart? Have you questioned that? Have you prayed that? Lord, take this away so we can crack on and do so much more. Friends, I guess the resolve and the faith that Paul has shown us in Philippians chapter 4 as we read his word, that there's a steadfast approach that has helped him and also I would say the conversation that I had with my friend has helped them to lift up their eyes just a little further and has enabled me over this last few days to do the same, that we can lift our eyes just a little bit further. And although we continue to pray for change because I believe that is right, we shall say, Lord, help us to deal with this pandemic. Help us to get the relief that we need from this pandemic. Might I just say today that perhaps our prayer should also be Lord, in this situation, which is not outside of your control, where do you want me today? Where do you want me today? What do you need me to do today? Lord, help me to see that. Help me to step into that. You see, it's the situation and the circumstances we've already seen that pose ourselves in a very different route to where we would anticipate that things should be going. But for no moment has God taken his eye off the ball. So therefore our prayer should be, Lord, help me to see the plan and the purpose. Help me to step into whatever you've got ready for me today. Let's just, if you've got your Bibles with you, Philippians chapter 2 and verse 12 through 16, it'll be on the screen. Let me just read this to you. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Do everything without grumbling or arguing. Shall I read that again? Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky and you will hold firmly to the word of life. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. We have the truth. And we have the word that enables us to see that God is in control. And if we hold on to that, we can see that there is a plan and a purpose and God has that in motion. You know when you perhaps watch an artist paint a picture, every single stroke, every brush stroke, is specific and meant to be. And when I look at that artist painting, I can probably think, well, I don't, I don't know whether I'd have put that stroke there. And then when you step back 
and you see the picture, you're like, wow, I didn't even think they were painting that. And now look at it. You see, it's, it's having the moment and the realisation that the artist knows what they are doing. So when I step back and I see those strokes being put on, it looks like a random mess. But when the picture's finished, my word. And, and God is painting those strokes. We don't know how the brush is going to lie on the page or the canvas. But what I do know is that God knows what the picture looks like. And he's in control of what that is going to be. So we can be absolutely certain that he has it all in hand. There's a huge difference, isn't there, between faithfully praying for relief and complaining for change. Do, do you hear that? There's a huge difference in, in faithfully praying for relief and complaining for change. God, change the situation. I'm bored of it. God, help us in these moments to deal with this situation and to bring glory to you. You see the difference in those two? They're stark, aren't they? Yet, if we're not careful, we can, we can sometimes flow between the two, like the scales. And, and, and on a Monday, they sort of drift towards the complaining and the moaning. This might just be me. But we have to stick steadfast to what God is doing in the noise of complaint then if we're not careful we can forget the purpose we miss the plan why well because we're focused on one thing me you we are focused if we're not careful on one thing. We assume then that God's lost control and it's all falling apart. And if we're absolutely honest, we think at times we could do a better job. And I've thought about that, that if I was given the reins for just a moment, I'd make everything rosy for those that I know and love. You with me? And you miss the big picture. Because I'm sure somewhere in the Bible, John 3.16 say, God loves the world that he gave. His very best in the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, if we take our eyes off the purpose and the plan that God has got for us, we start to make a plan and a purpose of our own, which becomes very, very, very selfish if we're not careful. And you might not be the same as me. I understand that. But his purpose and his plan are always, but always bigger than what we are thinking. Remember that he is in control of the good, the bad and the ugly. Now, I'm only going to make one reference to this because I, I've made reference to this and it's worth going to have a look how in control God is. If you don't look, you don't get to see. We, we talked about it a few weeks ago um, in one of, my, uh, one of my Sunday talks, but here again is a situation, and, and Paul references it in Romans chapter nine, verse 17 and 18. Listen to what he says. Again, it'll be on the screen. Romans chapter nine, verse 17 and 18. For scripture says to Pharaoh, I raised you up, 
for this very purpose, that I might display my power in you and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. Therefore, God has mercy on whom he wants to have mercy and he hardens whom he wants to harden. Now, you'd have to go all the way back to Exodus chapter 9 and verse 17 to see that story play out. But God is saying to Moses, this is what you are going to say to Pharaoh. You're going to let Pharaoh know that you are only in control of my people Israel, Pharaoh, because I'm allowing you to be in control of my people. And you step back from that story and you see oppression and you see slavery and it is terrible. And in those moments where evil is allowed, God grows a nation from just a handful of people to over a million people. And a nation is born out of what seemed terrible situations and circumstances. Why? Because God is in control. Man often thinks that they're in control. God is in control. And in those moments then, we see that even Paul references it, that Pharaoh thought he got it. And God said, you'll do what I tell you to do. Back in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 12 through 16, Paul tells us to continue to work out our salvation in verse 12. It's God who is working in us as well as the situations and circumstances that present themselves to us on a day-to-day. Don't think he isn't. He absolutely is. The word is really clear. Over and over and over again, he says, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. He tells us, I'm not letting go. Don't worry Just stand firm. God, what have you got for us in this season? And verse 13, so that we can get on, that we can press on, we can make a headway in the circumstances and situations that surround us and we can push forward even though it seems absolutely impossible. And the question, I guess, or maybe that you might pose to me, and I'm sure I heard somebody say, is how, man? How do we do that? How do I do that tomorrow morning when I'm surrounded with all the news and it is tough? How, how, how do we navigate and press on for the purpose and the plan that God has got for us? 2 Corinthians 5 verse 1 through 7. Again, if you've got your Bibles, turn to it. If not, it will be on the screen. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 1 through 7. For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed, instead with our uh, heavenly dwelling because when we are clothed we will not be found naked for while we were in this tent we groan and are burdened because we do not wish to be unclothed but to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life now the one who has fashioned us for this very purpose is God who has given us listen the spirit as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we're at home in the body, we're away from the Lord. For we live by faith and not by sight. 
We live by faith and not by sight. You see, God has set out a purpose and a plan in our lives. There are things that are going to come into our lives, but we must not lose focus on the fact that God is in absolute control. We just need to cling to the hope that we profess, that we are his, that one day we will see our saviour face to face. It's not always easy to live this way. It's not even always easy to step into a new day with that positivity. But even in these times that we've seen over the past months and over the coming months that are ahead of us, we have seen that faithfulness can stand. We have seen that God is working. We have seen that God is making a way even in what seems to be completely, utterly negative. God is changing lives. And we're, as a church, reaching more people than we've ever reached before in a time when surely people can't come to church. When it's been tough for us to reach people, God has reached people because we've been enabled to do the things that we perhaps couldn't do before. And even when things are tough, we must not forget that he is in control. He has a purpose and a plan. And he has given us, as his children, the promised Holy Spirit to help us, to guide us, to draw us to his word, to draw us to him in conversation, in prayer, to help us keep studying the word. The Holy Spirit is there to teach us and to progress each of us on, to push us forward. He hasn't left us on our own. Aren't we grateful for that today? We are not on our own. The fight is real. Make no mistake about it. But what we need to do is to keep faithfully praying, yes, for relief. But let's also, as Paul has shown us, and I guess my friend's maturity has shown me, to say, God, where do you want me today? What can I do? Where do you want me today? And what can I do? What's the plan? Romans 8 and verse 28. We'll finish with this. Romans 8 and verse 28. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Church, let's stand steadfast. He is in control. Let's pray. Lord, we want to thank you for your word. We thank you for its encouragement. Father, we thank you that we can see on page after page that you are in control, that you will never leave us nor forsake us. And we just pray, Lord, that in these times of much change, these times that are very difficult, times where anxiety is rife, Father, where we're fearful on a day-to-day, Father, may we just hold steadfast to you and to your word. May we just stand firm on that solid foundation Father, may we know that we are yours as we put our faith and our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Father, I pray that if there's anybody today that does not yet know you as their own personal saviour, that, Father, that your Holy Spirit would move and that they might ask you into their heart. Father, they might say sorry for the sin in their life and they might recognise that they have a God who loves them, who wants the best for them. And, Father, that they may come into a relationship with you. Father, we just pray that you'll continue to strengthen us and bless us through these times as we worship now again together. Just be with us, we pray. We ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.